News is next. RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories, roundtable lawmaker Michael Tien urges the Carrie Lam administration to use the exchange fund reserves to rescue the SAR's battered economy. The government confirms it's talking to other countries over recognizing an electronic record for coronavirus vaccinations to enable Hong Kongers to travel. And Beijing warns that Sino-U.S. relations are at a crossroads, but stresses that there's still time to get back on track. Roundtable lawmaker Michael Tien has urged the government to draw on the exchange fund to help people and businesses hit by the pandemic. The legislator says many businesses are suffering and authorities should provide some kind of tax incentives to landlords or developers to encourage them to cut rents for retailers. Mr. Tien added that the exchange fund, which is used to defend the Hong Kong U.S. dollar peg, has been growing over the years and it's time to use it for another purpose. We have a huge amount of exchange fund reserve, which government never explained why they need to keep building up this exchange fund. The exchange fund, because they have return on investment every year, it keeps ballooning, you know that. And do we need an ever-increasing amount of exchange fund to defend our pack? Why can't some of that be used to help relieve our economy in this once-every-century pandemic? The SAR government is in talks with other countries over recognizing an electronic record for COVID-19 vaccination that's due to be rolled out on an official app so that local residents may use it to travel. Speaking after the government's launch of the IM Smart app, the Secretary for Innovation and Technology, Alfred Sitt, said people can use it to book COVID-19 inoculations, and he expects that to happen before the Lunar New Year when vaccinations are rolled out in the SAR. He says the government is also considering allowing residents to use the vaccination records stored in the app so they can travel overseas. The chief executive of the hospital authority, Tony Koh, said the authority is considering testing all of its medical staff regularly for the COVID-19 virus, and it may start by testing several hundred in the next week. Speaking on a radio program, Dr. Koh said his authority may begin by testing workers who provide outreach services for the elderly. Infectious disease expert David Hay says the government plans to train immigration and customs officers on collecting specimen for COVID-19 testing. Professor Hay, who advises the government on the pandemic, says he believes the current social distancing rules need to stay as the number of cases could rise after the festive break. And to boost testing capacity and manpower, he hinted that the authorities may deploy immigration and customs officers to take samples. Meanwhile, writing on her blog, the health secretary, Sophia Chan, said that although she's seen a drop in local cases recently, the latest wave of infections is declining far more slowly than was seen in the third wave of infections in autumn 2020. She added that the government has found more than 3,000 coronavirus patients through temporary testing centers, its testing programs for targeted groups, and the specimen collection services that have been operating since mid-November. Foreign Minister Wang Yi has warned that China's relationship with the United States has reached a new crossroads but could get back on the right track following a period of unprecedented difficulty. Sean Kennedy has more. In a joint interview with the official Xinhua News Agency and other state media outlets, Mr Wang said recent US policies towards China had harmed the interests of both countries and brought huge dangers to the world. 
Sino-US relations have soured amid disputes over trade, human rights and the origins of COVID-19. And Washington recently blacklisted dozens of Chinese companies that it said had ties to the military. Mr Wang said there was now an opportunity for both sides to open a new window of hope and begin a new round of dialogue. Politicians in the United States have accused China of covering up the outbreak of COVID-19, delaying its response and allowing the disease to spread much further and faster. But Mr Wang said China had done its utmost to combat the virus's spread, sounding the alarm for the rest of the world. Beijing has dismissed an offer by Taiwan to hold talks, calling it a cheap trick. Taiwan's president, Tsai Ing-wen, said in her New Year message that both sides could have meaningful discussions if Beijing set aside confrontation. But in a statement, the central government accused Taipei of deliberately creating a confrontation. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. A new study has confirmed that a new variant of COVID-19 that was first identified in Britain is far more infectious than the original strain. The assessment by Imperial College London suggests that the variant increases the reproduction number, which measures how many people each person infects, by up to 0.7. Professor Axel Gandhi is from Imperial College. Under the lockdown, maybe over the course of two to three weeks, the cases would have decreased by something like 30%. But if the new variant is now present, with this increase in the R number, all of a sudden, instead of a decrease of 30%, we get a massive increase the number of cases over the same period could triple. So this is more or less the most serious change in the virus that we've seen since the epidemic began. The Philippines has announced a ban on travelers from the United States as coronavirus cases there continue to climb. The ban comes into force on Sunday and will last until the 15th of January. The number of coronavirus cases in the U.S. has now passed 20 million. The number has doubled in less than two months. Nearly 350,000 Americans have died. The U.S. Senate's overridden Donald Trump's presidential veto for the first time. In a highly unusual New Year's Day session, the Republican-controlled Senate voted overwhelmingly to approve a defense bill Mr. Trump had blocked. The BBC's Richard Hamilton explains the significance of the move. It's really the timing of it as much as anything. It's a few weeks before Joe Biden is sworn in on the 20th of January, but it's also two days before the new Congress is due to be sworn in on Sunday. So it's the final act of Congress in this legislative session and before a new administration takes office. And it's the first time lawmakers have overturned his veto in his four-year presidency. Eight previous vetoes have been all upheld. So it's really seen as a stunning rebuke in the waning weeks of his presidency and perhaps a sign of his power ebbing away. Rescue teams in Norway say they're preparing to step up their search for nine people missing after a landslide near the capital Oslo on Wednesday. The head of the search team told a Norwegian newspaper that reinforcements would arrive in Gerdrum on Saturday. The BBC's Vince Suden has been following the perilous rescue operation. It's the race against time. Rescuers are accelerating the search for children, women and men hidden in a huge dark crater filled with clay. But it's a high-risk operation as the ground is still not safe and workers are surrounded by precarious clay walls. Emergency workers have managed to get into the crater on foot for the first time. They have to carry styrofoam boards to spread their weight in areas where ground remained unstable. A giant army vehicle called a paver has been sent to Yerdrum. It's equipped with a steel bridge on which rescuers can move along but the ground is still too shaky for the 50-ton machine to be deployed. Sport Manchester United have moved level on points with Liverpool at the top of the Premier League with a 2-1 win over Aston Villa at Old Trafford. Anthony Marshall put the home side ahead, 
Burkina Faso striker Bertrand Traoré leveled before Bruno Fernandes sealed the three points from the penalty spot. Here's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He wants to take them anyway, and that's the, that's the first thing. He's, he's never afraid of missing, and if, if he misses, that's a surprise, because he's been very, very safe, and he's um, a confident uh, man on the, on, the, on the spot. West Ham boss David Moyes admits it was special to get a win away at his former club, Everton. Thomas Suchek's 88th-minute fourth strike in the last month gave West Ham a 1-0 win and three points that move Moyes' side into the top half. His goal scoring and uh, his all-round play is very good. I didn't think tonight was his best game, but he got us another goal and plenty of centre-forwards would live for that, not playing so well and getting a goal. So he's become really important to us. But also getting Mickey Antonio, starting to get Mickey Antonio back in amongst it again has made us feel a lot better. West Ham boss David Moyes, sorry. There are four Premier League games today, including Spurs against Leeds and Arsenal's trip to West Brom. The NFL have allowed the Cleveland Browns to begin training again ahead of their crucial match against the Pittsburgh Steelers tomorrow. The Browns are hoping to qualify for the playoffs for the first time in 18 years, but had to shut down their training facilities on Wednesday after a number of coronavirus cases. Baker Mayfield is the Browns quarterback. You guys, you know, the mentality here uh, is we're just we're in our playoffs just one week early. It's win or go home. So um, that's the mentality for our guys. But we have the talent. We, we have the scheme. We just have to go out there and execute it and, and do our jobs. It is, uh, and that's what we've, you know, when we have success and have had success this year, that, that's, that's been the, uh, the case. An appeals court in the United States has lifted a stay of execution on the only woman awaiting the death sentence at a federal level. It clears the way for Lisa Montgomery to be executed before Joe Biden takes office as president. Lisa Montgomery was found guilty of killing a woman and stealing her unborn baby in 2004. To end the news, our top stories once again. Roundtable lawmaker Michael Tien urges the Carrie Lam administration to use the exchange fund reserves to rescue the SAR's battered economy. The government confirms it's talking to other countries over recognizing an electronic record for coronavirus vaccinations to enable Hong Kongers to travel. And Beijing warns that Sino-U.S. relations are at a crossroads, but stresses that there's still time to get back on track. The news from RTHK. Segway. Sister Hazel again. They're mainly known as a acoustic folk alternative rock type group. Well, a few years ago, they dove into the country realm. So here's Sister Hazel with Ten Candle Days. Daddy was a hard man. We're cold all his life. Dollar. Life. So we headed westbound We came of age Fortunes to be found We stake our claim Singing out Silver, ten candle days to be gone. 
So we found us a little town to work in the cracks. We're thanking the Lord now for the strength in our backs. With pickaxe and powder, a quick prayer to God, a candle and Won't you lay me on? 